so when I hear equality, equity, I, I don't think those are the same thing, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. equality is when everyone gets the same thing. Equity is when everyone mm -hmm. gets what they need, right. even though that might not be the same thing for every kid. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of collaboration and reflection as we seek to keep growing as teachers. So this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Abby DeGroat. And I'm Dave Mulder. As always, we want to thank you for allowing the three of us to be here with you. And we want to thank you for joining us in the hallway this week. Each week, one of us brings a question or a topic, and we try to think creatively around it in the context of Christian education. We're good friends who love each other and love engaging each other in conversation about our teaching practice. And our deep hope is that you are enriched and encouraged in your own work, and maybe even in your everyday walking around life. Well, we have many topics that we want to talk about. We also want to know what hallway conversations you would like to hear. So if you have ideas or questions or feedback about this podcast, or you simply want to share what hallway conversations you're having, please email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. Today's question actually comes from our friend Haley in Des Moines, Iowa. Haley just completed her first year of teaching. Congrats, Haley. What a mission this yes. year was. Mm -hmm. So before we go any further, I just want to say you did it. That's and right. we hope that this summer mm -hmm. is one of rest and play for you as you get set for what we hope is a bit of a return to normalcy. Anyways, here's the question. Hello, my name is Haley Vanderwalt, and I'm coming to you today from the Des Moines, Iowa metro area, where I've just recently completed my first year of teaching. I have a question for your hallway conversations today that is something that I've been wondering throughout the year. I've had some conversations with some of my colleagues about it as well, but I still don't have a super concrete answer, so I'm curious what you guys have to say about it. I have noticed that some of my students need more of my time and attention and just checking in when we're doing things such as small groups or independent work time, more than some of my other students who are maybe better at independent work or a little more responsible with self-pacing. So what I'm curious is, if I'm really striving to have a classroom that portrays equality, is it equitable, is it fair for me to spend more time with the students who need it and not with the students who don't? Is that taking away from the students who don't need it something that they are entitled to as well? I appreciate your thoughts and your feedback on this because it's something that I'm curious about. Thank you so much for taking the time to discuss this today. Thanks for your question, Haley. So. I'm going to jump right in here and put you guys on the spot with a question. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so three words in that um, excellent question jump out to me. And I'm wondering if one of you wants to either wants to address that. I heard the word equality. Yeah. I heard the word equity. And I heard the word entitled. Yeah. And so I'm just wondering your thoughts on, on any or all of those words. Abby, maybe we can, can start with you. Well, I, I always use a graphic to help my students kind of picture equality, equity, justice. Do you know the one I'm talking yeah, about with yeah. the fence? Yeah. 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 So, so um, equality is three kids standing behind a fence trying to look at a baseball game, right? One is tall, one is medium, one is short. Um, they're all standing on the ground. Only one can see mm -hmm. because of the height of the fence, right? Equity is the two shorter ones get boxes to stand on so that they're all at the same height. Right. 
And so now they can all see the baseball game. Everybody has what they need. Um, that's equity, even though they don't all have the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the, the picture I like the best, there's different versions of it, has a, has a justice one too. And justice is when the fence becomes chain link. Right. right. So that so that the barrier is removed mm-hmm. and those supports are needed. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so when I hear equality, equity, I, I don't think those are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So equality is when everyone gets the same thing. Equity is when everyone mm-hmm. gets what they need. Right. Even though that might not be the same thing for every yeah. kid. So as you say that, I'm immediately thinking, I feel like I bring up Rick Wormley all the time on the podcast. That's okay. lately, right. But he's got this lovely book called yeah. Fair Isn't Always Equal. Yeah. And I, I would I would recommend it to you all. Um, and he gets at that same kind of an idea in the book, talking about the difference between treating kids equally and treating kids fairly, right? Yeah. Treating kids equally would be giving everybody exactly the same thing. Yeah. And I don't think that's the same. Fairness and equity, mm-hmm. I'm kind of making a, mm-hmm. a connection there, right? Like, so to treat kids equally, if one kid needs glasses, then everybody needs glasses, and not even just glasses. Everybody needs the same prescription. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Whether you need them or not. Well, yeah. that doesn't make sense, no. right? Like, no. that's crazy. No. And so treating kids fairly would be giving them what they need to succeed and to flourish. Yeah. But how do we do that in a way, and I think I think that's what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. Haley, in, in this yeah. question. How do we do that in a way that feels fair? Because even young kids have a highly developed sense of fairness, mm-hmm. but what they mean by fair is, like, yeah. is my piece of cake the same as your piece of cake? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think getting kids to understand right. that piece yeah. of it is a big part of that, that yeah. what you need is not the same. It, it's going to look different it's for different people. It's going to look different. Right? But, but Haley's question is about... Like I've only got so much time right. to spend. Oh yeah. And right. so right. I've got I've got these students, and clearly some are gonna be are gonna flourish without my attention. And yet, yeah. and I get this. There's sort of this, and I don't want to put words in Haley's mouth, but I'll say it for myself then, a sense of 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 guilt. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like they're fine. So what is what is what does equity look like right. for them as well, right? Be, just because they yeah. don't maybe yeah. they don't need the same resources or they mm-hmm. don't need mm-hmm. the same time, yeah. is it okay to not give them that time? Because yeah, I don't know. Just thought thoughts on that. Yeah. So so I have one concrete suggestion to okay. for Haley. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it. Okay. Yeah. okay. So one semester that I taught high school, which was my gig before this. Um, I had a writing classroom that was very self-paced in a lot of ways. We did a lot of workshopping, right? And I had a group of students who were needed my attention a lot more than another group of students. And I actually, at the end of the semester, um, when I got feedback, I solicited feedback from them, which is a fairly standard practice of mine, noticed that other students felt resentful. Hmm. of the time that I spent yeah. with that group yeah. of students. And I had not known that hmm. during the semester. I didn't yeah. know until the end. And that was a really important lesson for me mm. on the power of formative well, feedback for myself as a teacher. Yeah. And so being humble enough to ask students to yes. tell you, tell tell me about your yes. experience. So, so that's my advice is yeah. to solicit student feedback yeah. on their experience in your class, right? Mm. So what what do you need from me? Yeah. You know, even just a simple three point. You know, um, how how is this how is independent work time going for you? Yeah. What would you like to see, or what's working for you? What would you like to see changed? Yeah. 
anything else I should know. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you can get a feel for how it's working for students. Like mm -hmm. maybe there are some students who really like to work independently and do not want you hovering over them yeah. and that is what they need. Yeah. Sure. But maybe yeah. there are some students who are were, will be fine but yeah. would really also like yeah. some feedback even if they don't need it. And so mm -hmm. just soliciting and like you said being humble and brave enough yeah. and vulnerable yeah. enough to <laughs> ask your students which is hard. Oh. Um but so but I have found so often that students will be very gracious and mm. honest and mm. it's really it's valuable. Yeah. So that's my concrete piece of advice. Yeah. Good yeah. advice. Yeah. No, it, it makes me think. I, I can remember a time, too, like having, you know, like, get, I think giving a quiz. It was either a quiz or it was actually writing paragraphs. But but a student, yeah, school was hard for them, right? And, and I think it was a quiz or it was like, well, I know how this quiz is going to go. Mm -hmm. Like, I know, like, this is, I, like, I knew that. I knew it was going to go well. So then the question for me is, so why am I giving the quiz? Yeah. Like, why am I giving the quiz if I know this is how this is going to go? So what I'm hearing and, you say, man, like that self-reflective piece saying... Yeah, what does this do? So what does this student need, right? right. Or, right. or you know, like as an English teacher, you know, many years ago, you were going to teach the five-paragraph essay. Sure. Well, if you have students you know who at that moment, they're not capable of writing a five, and there could be all kinds of reasons for that. Sure. And good reasons. Well, maybe I need to start with the three, the three paragraph for them. Right. And it's this idea of like fair doesn't mean everyone has to write the five paragraph essay. Mm -hmm. Like, what does it mean? What does that student need in that moment? Mm -hmm. That maybe that five paragraph essay is actually a year away or months away. Sure. Or, um, and so I, so I just think about this idea of, of maybe in that moment. I get the guilt thing. Like I, oh, totally. we, mm -hmm. we want to spend as much time with it. So how do we? What do those students need? If they don't need your time in that moment, mm -hmm. how do we still set them up for success emotionally, academically? You know, maybe you're finding other time right. Um, right. outside of the classroom, or mm -hmm. find ways to connect with them in the classroom, mm -hmm. or or how do you how do you even leverage the gifts that they have to help other mm -hmm. students that you're developing their their leadership sure. skills, right? So, I think like I kept coming back to this phrase that I learned. Um, when I became an elementary school principal, this idea of this zone of proximal uh, development, yeah, right? And, it, and I think it's this idea, right, of like what can what can a student do um, with help versus what they can do with, without yep. help, yep. right? And and so I think it's how do you how do you as you get to know your students, you know, like hey, how do you set them how do you set them up for success, and then how do you adjust yeah. even the learning the learning targets maybe mm -hmm. that you we're going to hit the outcomes, but but maybe it's going to look different for some students compared to others. And yeah, I don't know. Just thoughts on that? No, hearing you say it's on proximal development, I, I love that, right? Because the whole idea is I'm going to teach students, always teach them for what's just out of reach yeah. comfortably. Yeah. Totally. Right? And because if they already know it, then they're not learning. Yeah. And yeah. if it's way too hard for yeah. them, then they need so much support yeah. that they're not going to learn. And it, right? Right. Yeah. And so that's, I think, the, the real challenge for us as teachers that we've got, maybe I've got 27 different kids in my class, and they're yeah. all going to have slightly right. different zones of proximal yeah. development. So how do I find that sweet spot for every kid? Well, this is why I think differentiated instruction is such an important yeah. piece of this. Yeah. And I understand the challenge, and I understand the demands of that, but I think that this is also, like, we we get to do this too, yeah. right? Like, right. to come alongside students. And so I can't write 27 separate lesson plans for my 27 no. students. Like, that, you'll, no. you'll die if you try, right? Yeah. 
But what if I could start thinking about the class in terms of flexible groups? And so I'm going to arrange my teaching so maybe a third of the kids are going to need this to, to mm -hmm. succeed and thrive and flourish. Maybe a third of the kids are going to need this to succeed and flourish. And maybe a third are going to need this. And so it's not like tracking where they're locked in for life, like this is the right. track you're in. But <clears throat> for this unit, for this lesson maybe even, um, here's the groups that I'm going to put you into because I've discerned this is what you're going to yeah. need. Right? Yeah. And so maybe you are going to spend a lot more time with one of those groups than yeah. you are with others. I don't, I don't think there's, I say this not, I say this as an encouragement and not, not as a discouragement, sure. but there's no way in my mind, maybe no way, that's too strong of a language, <laughs> but, but the classroom on any given day, it's an uneven playing field. Like it is like there right. are just, right. there are just different needs every day. And, and I think, Part of that, and this is super easy to say, but I, I believe this is true whether you're teaching in a university classroom or whether you're teaching in high school, like it's it's an that there's gonna be different needs for different students on any and and as easy as it is to say, how do you live in the how do you embrace that tension, I guess. Yeah. I can't I can't do it all. Right. And right. And so, yeah, so I, I that's what it just leaves me thinking of saying, like, hey, to to recognize I guess I say that, Haley, to say, um, your question is totally understandable, is. and and there is no one right answer. No, I there's guess. not, and it reminds me also as you were talking, Dave. I was reminded of something else that I learned in the last few years um, called Universal Design for Learning. Oh, Are either yeah. of you familiar? Yeah, familiar. Right, which is yeah, it's yeah. very adjacent to differentiated instruction, yeah. Yeah. but it really focuses on like that justice piece of the fence that I was talking about, removing yeah. some of the barriers right. to learning for everybody, yeah. so that everybody can achieve. So for um, it it offers like the framework is provide multiple means of engagement so engaging with the material provide multiple means of representing mm -hmm. for students what they learn and multiple means of action and expression mm -hmm. right um and so the way that i learned about this theory um universal design for learning is through the analogy of you think of um like a wheelchair ramp for a house, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So if, if I have a house and I build the house for people who are able-bodied, right? Um, I'm gonna need an accommodation for somebody with a wheelchair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that is like differentiated instruction, mm -hmm. right? I build what they need yeah. to get yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Universal Design for Learning seeks to anticipate those needs on the front end sure. and build the house without any steps to get in. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. And so thinking ahead to how can I design this unit or mm -hmm. lesson mm -hmm. with ways that eliminate some of the barriers that maybe many of my students will face. So yeah. I always think of as an English teacher, audiobooks was one of those things. That if mm -hmm. I am, you know, there is a time to focus on reading skills and those are important. But if we need to really focus on one element of the book, yeah. right? can I eliminate some of those barriers for yeah. students that come with decoding? Yeah. And so can we listen to, can I make that audio version available for all students yeah. as yeah. an option? Um, and so thinking of some ways to do that. Yeah. yeah, and even as you say that, it also, it also as simple as it is sometimes, just even asking the question as you enter, as you enter a, a new unit or, is is what do students already know about this? Yeah. Like I think sometimes we make yeah. assumptions about, hey, like everyone sort of comes in with this mm -hmm. base knowledge or they need to know. But what what if a third of your students already know what 
you assume they don't, and they they already know that. Well, right. can't, so I and that's where I think for me you differentiate is to say that's that's why I like the questions of what do you know, what do you need to know, what do you, and even what do you mm-hmm. want to know, right? Actually, right. As, as a way, and I think I think that even might help you build the house. Yep. to be more proactive in, in building is. the house. Yeah, right? and so always seeking that student feedback and that student and assessing for no, for sure. No, for what I, students I, need. I like that. Friends, we know that your time is valuable and we want to thank you for joining us today for another hallway conversation. Whether it is this day, this week, this month, or this school year, we hope that the Lord gives you what you stand in need of. We want to thank you for the good, God-delighting work you're doing in your schools and communities. And as you go into this week, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Amen. Have a good week, everyone. This podcast was quite literally dreamed up during one of our actual Hallway Conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Thanks for listening.